welcome to the Life Church podcast. We are here to help people experience a life-changing relationship with Jesus. We hope you were blessed with this message from our lead pastor, Zion Douglas, recorded live from Palmerston North, New Zealand. Enjoy. How about you open up your Bibles to Ezekiel chapter 37, a well-known uh, passage of scripture. And we're reading the, uh, from verse 1 right down to 14. So join with us if you've got a Bible. If not, it will come up on the screen. And it says this, the hand of the Lord was on me, talking about Ezekiel, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord. He brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me in the middle of a valley. He set, God set Ezekiel in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. He led me back and forth among them, and I saw a great many bones on the, on the floor of the valley. valley. Bones that were very dry. He asked me, son of man, can these bones live? I said, sovereign Lord, you alone know. Then he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, dry bones. Hear the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says to these dry bones. says to these bones, I will make breath enter you. I will make breath into you. And you will come to life. I will attach tendons to you and make flesh come upon you and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I was prophesying, there was a noise, a rattling sound. And the bones came together, bone to bone. And verse 8 says, I looked. And tendons and flesh appeared on them, and skin covered them. There, there were bones, there, there was skin, there, there, was all, there was all the form of a body, but hear this, but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to it, this is what the sovereign Lord says, come breath from the four winds and breathe into these slain that they may live, that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me and breath entered them. They came to life and stood up on their feet, a vast army. Verse 11, then he said to me, son of man, these bones are the people of Israel. They say our bones are dried up and our our hope is gone. I wonder how many people this morning are saying that for your own situation, that your hope is gone and we are cut off. Therefore, prophesy and say to them, this is what the sovereign Lord says. My people, I am going to open your graves and bring you up from them. I will bring you back to the land of Israel. In verse 13, then you, my people, will know that I am the Lord. When I open your graves and bring you up from them, I will put my spirit in you and you will live. And I will settle you in your own land. I will settle you in your own land. Then you will know that I am the Lord, that I, the Lord, have spoken and I have done it, declares the Lord. Today, I want to speak on our part two on a new wind 
focusing around personal purpose. How about you write that down? A new wind of personal purpose. Let me pray. Holy Spirit, come and enter this place right now. We just, we just ask you, Lord, to, to, make your, to make your presence known in every place, in every household, every kitchen and, and, and bedroom and, and living room, everywhere where this is being washed. I pray that as your, as your Holy Spirit is making itself, yourself aware where, where we are right now, Lord, that you will do the same where everybody is, where they're sitting today. We thank you that you're such a good God, that we can rely on you, we can trust you, we can come to you at all times. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. And we're really believing that when the church doors reopen, that it, that it won't just be as it was before. That when the church doors open, not just in Palmerston North at Life Church, 590 Featherston Street in Roslyn, we're not just believing that for, uh, not just believing that when people come back to Life Church, but in Palmerston North and New Zealand and all around the world, we are believing for a shift to happen in the church. That day won't be the day when dry, empty, directionless Christians show up to start again. We're not, we're not just going to start church up again. We're not, we're not just going to pick up where we left off. That will be the day I'm believing that we're going to come together as pursuers of Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit. That we're not going to pick up from where we were a month or two ago, but we're going to pick up from where we are right now and what Holy Spirit is doing in our midst today. And it seems like that we live when the only thing that is certain right now, apart from God, is that nothing is certain. The only thing that is really certain is that nothing is certain. You look ahead and oh, look back and what has been happening with the uh, coronavirus and how many people have been affected by that. And you kind of look to the future and what that, the implications of that to our economy and how we're going to live our lives and businesses and everything like that. And I think the general consensus with a lot of people is that we just don't know what the future holds for us. And I'm sure there are many people today realizing the things that, that you lived your life for can now just be taken away in a moment. The thing that you've built up for many years, probably that business or the way that you're living your life, the, the routines that you have, the, the things that you're building your life on, the, the foundations that you are trying to doing everything that you, you could to make it big and secure and, and working really well. We're all coming to the realization that those things can be broken and gone in just a moment. I want to say this morning that if you want satisfaction, true satisfaction in life, not just one that is a happiness or, you know, just makes you feel good for a moment, but true satisfaction. It doesn't come from achievements. It doesn't come from promotions and it does not come from success. Satisfaction comes in walking in what you have already received from God. We need to know this going forward as a church that we can't live our lives just trying to build, build our lives on something that today for you, for, for us, for everybody can just be like a valley of dry bones. Maybe it was something that you're building up. Maybe it was an, an army like the scripture was saying, this amazing army. It was really great and tough and big and awesome, powerful. 
But then you come back and you realize that it was gone. It is no longer there. It is just a valley of desolation. For you this morning, if you're facing something like that, if you're feeling like you're in a place of, uh, that, you, that you're in a valley, that, that things are just not going well, that kind of stuff is just mounted up, I want to say to you that you're not alone and that there is a way to come out of that valley. The reason why this is so on my heart for you today is because usually God will affirm us in the mountaintop, but it's usually in the valley that God will speak to you, to us, about purpose. In the, in the mountaintop moments, we get affirmed. God says, you're doing great. I love you. You're my, my child, and that's fantastic. But it's in the valleys that time and time again, all through Scripture, that God has spoken to people directly about their purpose in Him. You look at Noah, God spoke to him during a very dark spiritual time. He was the only righteous man, it says, found on the earth in Genesis 6-9. And Abraham, his father just died before God began to speak to him and gave him the promise, uh, all the promises of all that was to come with, his, uh, with the generations to come in, in Genesis 12. Hagar, as she was running from her master, she was hiding in the desert and God speaks to her in Genesis 21. Moses, God often spoke to Moses while he was in the wilderness. That's where God reached down and spoke and gave him purpose. Jacob became Israel after wrestling with God, came away never the same. But it was in that moment when he was at his lowest and not knowing if his brother was going to kill him or not, that's where God came to give him a purpose and a, and a, and a redefined name for his future. Elijah, we've spoken about this a few times, running away from the queen hiding under a broom book, a broom tree, while he wanted to die in 1 Kings 19. And that's where God comes and speaks to him about who he was and what he was meant to do. Jonah, after running away from God for the first time, he's, uh, the first time he's thrown overboard by the other guys in his boat. And then a storm, uh, because the storm comes and he's the one to blame. And not only that, he gets, they're thrown into the water and he's swallowed by a whale for three days and three nights. And I mean, that's just not an ideal situation to be in at all. And then he's spit back up onto the land. And, and then that's where at his lowest moment, at a time where he was in his valley, where it was just desolate, it was just dry bones. It was, there was no life there at all. That's where God speaks to him. Not even, to, not even mentioning... Uh, Paul, his, he, he wrote Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, Philemon, while in prison. That's where Paul wrote, and, and wrote, the, wrote, wrote books of the Bible that we read today while, while he was in his valley. And even a passage that we quote so often in church is, 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 a, is a prophet speaking a word from God to the Israelites in their potentially their worst time in history. Jeremiah 29, 11 was written by the prophet Jeremiah to the Israelite people while they were in, in capacity, in captivity, sorry, 1,500 kilometers from home. Jeremiah 29, 11, we, uh, we, we, we talk about it a lot, but it says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. And this was not something that 
that God was saying to the Israelite people when everything was going well. God was saying these words, I have a, ho- I have a hope and a future. There is a hope and a future for you while they're at their worst moment. You know, the perfect time to receive personal purpose in God is when everything around you is, is falling apart and so much, is so much, so much so that all you have left is to be able to put your trust in Him. Maybe you're in a place that things are going well. Well, I want to tell you today that you can be, find yourself not necessarily in a practical situation where everything is dry and dead in God, but maybe your own walk with Jesus this morning is a place where it is dry and desolate. And let me say to every person, whether you're here for the first time watching or whether you've been part of Life Church for the last hundred years, everybody goes through times in their lives when it feels like that we are in a valley. And that is a moment, that is an opportunity where God wants to come and give us personal purpose by the Holy Spirit for our future. My prayer for you this morning is that you would become alive, alive with purpose as you receive a new wind of Holy Spirit. I mean, this this isn't something that we've just kind of been thinking about for a little while. This is something that we've been praying into and believing for for quite some time. That as a church, we would be people that don't just go about life in a way that is directionless. We don't just go about life in, in such a way that we're just trying to make it through. But we have purpose. And I'm believing for every household and for the church overall, for there to be a new wind of Holy Spirit coming right now for every person to have purpose rise up within them. Corrie Ten Boom says an amazing quote, and she says this, trying to do the Lord's work in your own strength is the most confusing, exhausting, and tedious of all work. Trying to do the Lord's work in your own strength is the most confusing, exhausting, and tedious of all work. But when you are filled with the Holy Spirit, then the ministry of Jesus just flows out of you. And that's what we want as people. That's what I want as a, as a pastor. Not even just as a pastor, as a person. I want to be somebody that doesn't just get through, isn't just struggling from season to season and day to day. But I want, I want to live my life with purpose. I want to know that where we are going isn't just some direction that we're kind of just floating in the wind. But there is a future and there is a hope. And the Holy Spirit is speaking and guiding the way. A few things that we can do to, to know and to really make sure that we're on that course is to, first of all, receive the gift. Receive the gift. We've all got gifts. I want to share, I want to share a, a scripture in just a moment from 1 Corinthians 12. But we just need to know first and foremost that God has already given us gifts. He, he truly does. Each and every single person. You might think of them as personality traits. You might think of them as just the way that you are. But let me tell you that you are designed specifically and intentionally by a God that knows you. He, he knows everything about you and he gave you the gifts that you have for a reason. And all that we need to do in this moment is just to receive that. Just to receive the gift that He has already given to us. The second thing we need to do 
when we receive the gift is to go towards the need. Not to just to have gifts, but to go towards the places, go towards the, the areas that we know that need our help. We're not people. We're not Christians that kind of just sit on the sideline. We're not a people in this next season that's just going to kind of hope for the best and look as people kind of go about their lives and, oh, you know, if they're struggling, you know, you know, you know our thoughts are with you. But no, we want to be people that don't just talk the talk, but we walk the walk and we go towards need. We don't shrink back from it. Luke chapter 6 and verse 38 says, Give and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over, will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. For the measure you use, it will be measured to you. We want to use the measure that has been given to us. Third thing we need to do is just to make him known. We need to make him known in everything that we're doing. The goal of receiving these gifts is to make the name of Jesus famous. And if you don't know him this morning, I'd love to invite you to receive uh, uh, the, the salvation, the, the grace that comes through Jesus Christ. So 1 Corinthians 12, there's a few verses here, but it's so important for us to know um, about, about these gifts, about the Holy Spirit uh, releasing gifts to us. And says this, Now, dear brothers and sisters, regarding your question about the special abilities the Spirit gives us. I don't want you to misunderstand this. You know that, you, that when you were still pagans, you were led astray and swept along in worshiping speechless idols. So I want you to know that no one speaking by the Spirit of God will, will curse Jesus. And no one will say Jesus is Lord except by Holy Spirit. There are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same Spirit is the source of them all. There are different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. God works in different ways, but is the same God who works, who does the work in all of us. In verse 7, a spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. To one person, the Spirit gives the ability to give wise advice. To another, the same Spirit gives a message of special knowledge. The same Spirit gives great faith to another. And to someone else, the one spirit gives the gift of healing. He gives one person the power to perform miracles and another the ability to prophesy. He gives someone else the ability to discern whether a message is from the spirit of God or from another spirit. Still another person is given the ability to speak in unknown languages, while another is given the ability to interpret what is being said. It is the one and only spirit, Holy Spirit, who distributes all these gifts he alone decides which gift each person should have. Receive the gift. Go towards need. Make him known. This is our mission. This is the gospel. This is what we're here to do, to live a life that has purpose. To live a life that has purpose. So following on from Ezekiel 37, there are five things that I want us all to know as we go from a place of dry bones to the Israelites, to the army, standing up and moving forward. And what it says in Ezekiel 37 is that we need to know who he is. In verse 13, it says, Then you, my people, will know that I am the Lord. We need to know the God that we serve. 
We need to have a reawakening, a, a re, even a reimagining, if that's the right word, of who our God really is. Maybe you've come to church for just a little while and you're still trying to figure that out. Or maybe you've been church and, uh, for, for a long time and that you just need in this moment to be, have a revelation of who He truly is. You know, where a gift comes from makes all the difference. The way you handle what is given to you will always be affected by who it comes from. If I went to pack and save this, this afternoon and somebody came up to me with this medal and it was, it was like this amazing medal and kind of gave it to me uh, and, and pack and I'll just be, oh, wow, that's, thank you. Um, okay, great. Um, probably not going to do anything with this. Might pop it in the bin as I walk out. But that same medal, if I was summoned to Buckingham Palace, and the queen presented it to me, I would have a complete different response to receiving this medal. And it's the same thing that the gifts that are given to each and every single one of us are received in a completely different way when our perspective of who God is, is correct, is true, is right. If you think of God as just weak and absent and not really around and doesn't really play a part in what is going on in your world or the world in general. Of course, the gifts that you receive from Him aren't going to sway your life very much. But if you know who He is, that He is mighty, that He is powerful, He knows everything. He's the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. If you knew who your God was, you would receive the gifts that He has given to you in a completely different way. We need to know who He is. The second thing we need to know what we need to do is we need to come out of the grave. We need to come out of that grave. Verse 12, it says, When I open your graves and bring you up from them, where we are right now is not the end. What is going on in your world doesn't have to be the defeat of you. Whatever it may be in your work life, in your home life, and your emotional life, whatever is going on, I want you to know that you can step up and step out of this grave. I think many of us have had a time of mourning over the last four weeks, whether it be a position or way that we used to do life. But I'm believing that that time, that season of mourning is over. And now we need to get up from where we are and start to step forward in purpose. In, in, uh, in, in John chapter 11, it talks about how Jesus goes to a place called Bethany. And he goes to this place called Bethany because his good friend Lazarus had just died three, weeks, uh, three days before. And so he turns up with his disciples. And this is what it says in John 11, 43. Now when he had said, when he had said these things, he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. Come forth. It is not your time. Lazarus, it's not your time to die. Come forth. And he who had died came out bound hand and foot with grave, cloth, grave clothes. And his face was wrapped with a cloth. Jesus said to him, loose him and let him go. Loose him and let him go. And I just want to declare that over you of our whole church, that now is a time that we have come out of that place, that those four weeks of being, being, being isolated, being on our own and mourning what was gone and lost. But now is the time for the grave clothes, for the things that are holding us down, the, the things that were causing us to be wrapped up in defeat. It is time for you and I to be loosed and to be let go. 
Come out of that place. Receive Holy Spirit and the purpose that comes with it. Take off those grave clothes and step into victory in Him. The third thing we need to do is reawaken our spirit. Reawaken our spirit. In verse 14 it says, I will put my spirit in you and you will live. And you will live. I think there are too many Christians that are living a good Christian life but aren't living a life that is fully alive. In 2 Timothy 1 verse 6, it says, Fan into flame the gift of God which is in you. The gift of God is already in you and we need to now in this season to fan it into flame. Reawaken your spirit. Open your eyes to see. I don't know what that might look like for you, but maybe you just need to take a, uh, take some time out uh, this coming week just to just to write down scriptures. Something that I've been doing is just writing down scriptures, writing down verses. I just felt that as, as, as the kind of the cloud of life comes over, I've been able to break that by declaring scriptures, by just writing verse after verse. And you can do the same. As we'll talk about it in just a moment, if we haven't already, we're going to be stepping into three days of fasting just to really break anything that is over all of us and really to be able to step into a new level of our spirits being activated. We're not just physical beings, we're spiritual beings with physical bodies. It is time to fan it into flame. Fourthly, we need to establish our place. Establish our place. Verse 14, it says, I will settle you in your own land. I will settle you in your own land. Let me say that we have a place, you have possession. We have a place, a physical place, you have possession. All right, we have possession, you have a position in it or over it. And when you have position, you have power. You have power over it. And when you have power, you have authority over the place that you are. Let me say again, you have authority when you are living with purpose in Holy Spirit. We need to reclaim some things. We need to establish our place. I believe right now, the, probably the first place that you need to establish uh, authority over is your own thought life. You need to establish authority over your own world, who you are, the way you're thinking, what you're watching, what you're doing, what you're listening to. Establish authority over it. It is your place. It is in your possession. You have position in it. You have power over it and authority over all that is in your place. Maybe it's in your home. Maybe this week can be a week that you can really establish your place by turning on some worship music and saying, this is a place of the Lord. The enemy has no room to move because I am establishing this as my place because I am living with purpose. Number five, purely and simply give it back to him. Very simple. Give it back to him. It continues in verse 14 when it says, Then you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken and I have done it. He's done it. Not me, not you, not anything like that. 
It's him. He, it, God gets all the credit. God gets all the glory for everything that is done, for all the gifts that we outwork in the future. They didn't come from us. They came from God. And so any praise or any credit that we receive, it goes straight back to him. In James 1 verse 17, it says, Whatever is good and perfect is a gift coming down to us from God our Father. As we experience a new wind, a personal purpose coming into every person's spirit, I'm just believing that. We're not, it's not something to big us up. It's not something to make us more important than we were meant to be or anything like that. But really, what we do and what we see and what we step into, really as a church, all that we, are, that we do with it is just give the credit and the glory back to Him. God started it and God deserves all the credit along the way. You know, the thing that God deserves the most credit for is what He did by sending His one and only Son to die on the cross for our sins. It says in John 3, 16, that, who, that, that God, for God so loved the world, that he gave his one and only son, that whosoever believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. If you want to know a relationship with God, if you want to know a relationship with a God that cares for you, loves you, and wants to know you personally and intimately, I invite you to say this prayer to receive forgiveness of your sins so that you can be in relationship with him. How about you pray this prayer after me? Jesus, thank you for dying on that cross for my sins. I ask for your forgiveness. Clean my heart. Transform me from the inside out. I give my life to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, if you said that prayer, I really encourage you just to uh, give, us a, give us a wave, give us an emoji, and one of our amazing team would love to be able to help you and get in contact with you. But also... If you did say that prayer, then Sophie will give some details in just a moment what you can do so that we can just really help you in the next steps that you're on. But I just want to really pray for the whole church just one more time and uh, just send you on your way into your week. But God, we just thank you that you're with us, that you're for us, that you know us and that you love us. And we just pray, Holy Spirit, will you come and be with us, Lord, through this week. Would you, would you not just be with us, but I pray that we're aware of your presence, that we're aware of you. Lord God, that I just pray for every person right now that we'd not just be going through our life, but we'd be alive in Holy Spirit, alive in the Holy Spirit, so that we can live our lives in purpose. We just pray this in Jesus' name. Lord God, thank you for every person. Give it to you. Amen. 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 Thanks for joining us today. If you enjoyed the podcast, you can comment, subscribe, or share it with your friends. For more information, visit us at lifechurchpn.co.nz. Have a blessed week.